gone. Okay. They gone. They can't get out of here fast enough. Man, this sanctuary keeps getting a little more, little more filled up every Sunday. Ah, it's nice to see that. Well, today is an exciting day for us as a church. Nick kind of hit on it a little bit um, because we have the opportunity this morning to really take some time and to kind of continue what Blair was talking about, celebration. We get to celebrate um, some stories of change and transformation that took place in the lives of many of our um, many of our young adults this summer through our internship program, um, and so today's intern Sunday, and I, I hope today um, as you leave, I hope your hearts are just filled with joy and gratitude uh, for how God's moving in and through the lives of many of our college age kids, and just excited about some of the things that we're doing here at this church that you guys invest in with your time, your money, your resources. Um, so. Our internship this summer was anything but normal. Um, COVID threw a wrench, a big wrench into our usual summer plans. And so we had to scrap everything, start from ground zero, and just try to come up with something that would be meaningful and engaging for our college-age students. Um, the first thing we did was change the name. We called it iPad, which stands for Intern Pandemic and Discipleship, which is stupid and awesome at the same time. So we got that out of the way. We were not going to let a global pandemic hinder us from making disciples of our college kids. Um, so it was very, a very fitting name. We had 21 interns um, go through iPad. It was a really big group, and it was a great group of kids who were eager to learn and grow in their faith. Um, just some of the things that we did, because some of you don't have any idea, one of the things that separated iPad from all the other internships throughout the past, you know, nine years, I think I've been leading it, is just the number of teachers that we had and leaders. Um, Pastor Bob came in every Tuesday and led them through a book discussion over a book called Speaking of Jesus, which I highly recommend. It will really challenge the way that you think of Jesus and more importantly, the way that you talk about him to people, the way that you present him to a lost and hurting world. Um, on Wednesdays, we had the opportunity to learn from Phil Zwerink and uh, Dave Hine. They talked about uh, vocation, God's greatness, the importance of knowing ourselves, dating, sex, relationships. Um, they even brought in a certified Enneagram coach, uh, Brad Voigt. Some of you might know him as Peach. He came in and just led them through taking the test and just helping kind of look at the results and just see how they're wired, like what's the good in the way they're wired, what are maybe some things that hinder them from being the, the, you know, the true person God designed them to be. Um, we also spent some time going through a Bible video series, uh, just kind of a survey, a general overview of God's word, what the Bible is, and how we can engage it just at a deeper level um, to draw closer to the heart of God. So Bob, Phil, and Dave carried the heavy load. Honestly, I was kind of an intern this summer and it was awesome. Um, I just sat back and just learned and took notes and just um, kind of gained insight from even the perspectives um, of the interns as well. So it was super great. I'm so grateful for your guys' time that you put in and just, you know, the volunteering that you guys did. So it certainly would have happened, would not have happened with them. Um, 
just need to highlight a few other people that made this possible. Um, Kylie Newton was someone, there you are, she played a huge role um, just as a leader. Um, she was kind of an intern herself, like me, but she was a leader. She gave um, a few talks and discussions on just resting in God rather than feeling that we have to prove our worth to him or perform in order to get his approval. Um, she helped kind of oversee food for kids this summer so that many of our neighborhood kids would for sure get a lunch um, and kind of just made sure our interns were good role models in the way that they engaged with them and played with them. And also um, Sarah Burr and Stephanie Burr also played a huge role in making Food for Kids happen. So big thanks to all three of them. It would not have happened without their help. And then finally, I want to thank Erin um, Willoughby. I'm not sure if she's here, but she helped. There she is. She helped make sure every intern had an adoptive person or adoptive parent or family, excuse me, just praying for all of our interns. She helped organize our big meal the other day, too, for kind of our final powwow and was just a support to the interns. So can we give a round of applause to all those people? Um, every summer during the service, I love to share a few verses from um, Psalm 145. Um, there, there are a couple verses in there that just really set up what we're trying to do today. Uh, King David says this in Psalm 145. said, uh, generation after generation stands in awe of your work. Each one tells stories of your mighty acts. Your beauty and splendor have everyone talking. Your beauty has everyone talking. And so that's what we're going to do today. We're going to share some stories of God's mighty acts and how he moved in the lives of many young people this summer in this church. And so to get things rolling, we have kind of a cool video that one of our interns, Griffin Hine, wherever he is, I don't know where he is, somewhere, Griffin Hine put this together. Um, so we're going to dim the lights, go ahead and sit back, grab some popcorn, a Coke, and enjoy this short little video that Griff put together.
Hey, good stuff. Give it up for Griff and everybody in that video. Thank you, guys. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys, for making that possible. All right. So we're going to keep it rolling now, and we're going to hear kind of firsthand in person from a few of our interns. We're going to talk for a few minutes here. So to kick things off, we're going to have Grace. I don't know where she is. Lanford, go ahead and come up, and she's going to get going. Give Grace a round of applause. Hey everybody, I'm Grace Langford. Um, I became familiar with and associated with Wellspring through Young Life at Missouri Western. I got to do the Mind of Christ and I got to do some college weekends here. So that's how I eventually found out about iPad. And when Justin first came to Young Life to talk about what was supposed to be the internship, and when Kinsey was like, hey, this is a great opportunity, you should do it, I was like, Mm, okay, I'll think about it, but in the back of my mind, I was like, uh, probably not. I live in Kansas City during the summer, and it's just something I look forward to after, like, spending so much time at Missouri Western and up in St. Joe, and once track season starts, I don't really get to go home that often and see my family, so I was like, mm, that's kind of what I preferred. So, I was about a week before the internship started. I was swimming at the Heinz with Nathan, and Nathan, Dave, and Karen were like, so do you think you'll do the internship? And I had like not really thought about it at all, and I was like, probably not. And they were like, why? And I wasn't expecting that, so I was like, um, well, I don't know if I'm gonna have a job this summer because my summer job was supposed to be in Kansas City, but it got canceled due to COVID. So I had a huge time commitment that was free. And I was like, I don't know if I want to put that many miles on my car. I don't know if, I don't know many of the people doing it. And I'm not super familiar with the church doing it. And then commuting, going back and forth between Kansas City each day. And just immediately, Dave and Karen were like, oh, just stay at our house. And Nathan was like, oh, I'll pay for your gas. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, so I was still questioning it, even after everything was taken care of. Um, because I think the reason I was still questioning it was because that comfort that I get from just being at home and being in a place I'm familiar with was what they couldn't, was something they couldn't offer me. And that comfort that that was superficial that I was seeking was it needed to be replaced with the lasting and the real comfort that really only Christ can offer. So I did decide to do it as me speaking implies and I was very, very fearful, but it was a couple of days before I was like, you know what, I'm gonna do it. Um, so before Justin informed me of what iPad stood for and before he just said it, I wasn't really sure. So I just kind of guessed and I was like, independent pandemic altruistic demonstration or something. And I was really wrong about that because Justin texted me, he's like, hey, that's not what it stands for. And so 
Uh, there was, but I was also wrong when it came to that perspective I had when deciding to do iPad, whether or not to do it, and that lens of fear that I had before doing it. But God was so, so faithful to me, and he loved me so well. And so I want to give you guys a couple of practical examples of this. Um, so first was something I previously mentioned, which was the generosity of the people here, uh, the Millers, the Foxes, Nathan, and especially the Hines. Um, they didn't only give me a place to just stay the night, but they made it super clear to me, even from the first week, that their home was my home. And they, oh my gosh, they did so many things. They introduced me to cherry mash ice cream, which is so good. Um, they made me, they invited me to eat dinner with them every night. Um, they invited me to family things. Uh, they just encouraged me every single day and asked how my day was going and just really invested their time into me. And that was a super vibrant illustration of the love of Christ to me and the community, how the community of Christ serves its people. And it's, it was an unforgettable experience. So another practical way in which God showed me his faithfulness and provision was through Food for Kids. And also, when I first found out about Food for Kids, I kind of pushed it off. I was like, ooh, not my thing, once again. And I guess it was really good. Justin and Phil came and talked one day about ministry and serving. And they were like, there's really no excuse to not serve and not be involved in ministry. And they talked about the things we might say to make an excuse. Like, oh, that's not really my thing. That's not my setting. And... <laughs> This hit home because that was exactly what I had been doing that whole time. So I just decided to show up for food, to Food for Kids. And just from the first day, I was in shock. It was a, such a great environment. And seeing Kylie and Sarah serving so well and so faithfully, even though they were clearly very tired, I was like, oh my gosh, that's a, that's a great example to follow. And not only that, I got to see the way that God's image was shining through those kids in ways that I hadn't seen before. And that whole experience, it taught me love and joy and patience. And so there was just so much realness. And it was a great expression of God's faithfulness, despite my fear. So altogether, these past seven weeks not only showed me these ways that God was faithful to me and provided for me, but they also, I also learned a lot of practical things, like the book, Speaking of Jesus, huge. I already have been putting the things in that book into my day-to-day -day life. Uh, we got to learn about relationships in marriage and vocation versus occupation, uh, the Enneagram, and they're, they're, it was just a great, great learning experience. So overall, I came into iPad with fear, I came into Food for Kids with fear, and I came into sharing this experience with a lot of fear. Um, but fear is the, it, it's things that we see that we don't think we have control on or a hold on. And I can look back at this experience and know my God upholds me. My circumstances do not uphold me, and I don't uphold myself. He does. Um, and while I still do have fears, and I will have fears in the future as they're human, I can look back at this experience once again and know that he's faithful and he will provide.
So thank you so, so much to Justin and Phil and Dave and Bob and Brad and Kylie for investing so faithfully in the lives of college students and for just spreading the hope and love of Jesus. Awesome. Thank you, Grace. Killed it. It's going to be hard to follow that. I'm kidding. All right. Hey, one more. So next up, we have Nate Haggerty. So he's going to go ahead and come up, and he'll be the one kind of closing us out speaking-wise. So. Good morning, everyone. How are you doing today? We're doing good today. My name is Nathan Haggerty. Uh, I'm one of the interns, obviously, who elected to participate in iPad this summer. Uh, I'm a junior at Missouri Western, just a little bit about myself. I'm doing the track uh, program out there. I'm a thrower. Hi, Coach Ingold. How are you doing today? <laughs> That's a little bit intimidating. I didn't know he was going to be here. <laughs> and I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I was so nervous already, and then I see him. This is crazy. <laughs> um, but I'm basically just going to kind of give my story and tell how iPad changed really my life. Um, prior to this year, Jesus really wasn't a factor in my life at all. Um, it was something that was always in the back of my head, but it was something that I never really followed, and I didn't follow anything really in terms of a faith. Um, I used to believe that if you were just a good person and you did good things, that if there was like a benevolent really God out there, that he would take mercy on me and give me eternal life. And, you know, I was quickly awakened that that wasn't the case, you know. Um, I did whatever I wanted before, like, I just, I just discovered the faith, and I wasn't in a good place in my life at all. Um, I wasn't going out every week and partying and doing all this crazy stuff, but I was by no means living a holy life, and I would always, you know, just fall back on the, oh, well, I'm a good person during the day. Like, it doesn't matter if I believe in God or not. Um, but, you know, one day I was sitting down, and I was eating dinner with Luke, and he told me, you know, we started, we started to get onto this topic of spirituality and religion, as we always do, and he really began to open my eyes to the truth of what it's like to have a relationship with Jesus, and he told me that really the key is all you have to do is have a relationship. You don't have to just check some boxes. You don't have to be a perfect person. You just have to have a relationship with Jesus, and so, you know, he, he asked me this really, really good question that hit home. He said, are you really okay with not going to heaven if it means you didn't have to follow God, and at first I was like, yeah, I'm a good person. Like, I don't even believe in an afterlife, you know, but that was without hesitation. And I realized, you know, that's really my pride speaking. I didn't want to admit that there could be something higher than myself. So I thought more and more as days went on and I realized that I wasn't okay with that at all. And one day I was talking to Grace in her dorm and <laughs> we got onto the topic of spirituality and religion again. And, <laughs> you know, I, I told her I was considering joining the faith after I had talked to Luke. And I just saw her face like completely light up. And she asked where it came from. And I told her, you know, her, Luke, all these other people had shown me what it's like to live with God in your heart. And I'd seen the light through them. And I was a borderline atheist at the time. And to see that, I could tell that there was something different and honestly really compelling in their hearts. And so I wanted to learn more. And so I started talking and talking and talking as I always do. And I looked, I stopped talking eventually. And I looked at Grace, and she was crying. And I was so scared. I was like, did I upset you? Like, what's going on? And she told me, I've had the worst week. You wouldn't believe it. And I've been praying and praying and praying for somebody to come along and lift me out of this hole. And 
and here you come, and you just you show me what it's you show me what it's like to you know to see Jesus through another person, and you don't even believe, and you know no one's ever made me cry tears of happiness, and thank you for that. And it was at that moment where I realized like there's something going on, like she's got something stirring in her heart, and she's able to find this this value in her words, or in my words that like I wasn't able to find. I was just trying to make her feel better, like. <laughs> And she's, she's thanking God for something that I did. And I was like, what's going on? Like, you know, so I decided I wanted to learn more. I wanted to start diving into it. And so I started hanging out with her more and more. I started hanging out with Luke more and more. And I started learning and learning and learning. So all this was around October, November of last year. And at this time, I'm going through like a really, really rough spot in my life. I want to apologize in case I start crying because it's tough. <laughs> um, I was so overloaded at the time with work, school, track, and I was in the very end stages of a really, really rough, toxic relationship, and it was really taking a toll on me, and I was just trying to make it through every day, holding every little bit of myself together until my head hit the pillow at night, and I would just let it all out. I would cry. You know, I had, <laughs> I had so many sleepless nights, you know, all this bad stuff, depressive episodes. It got so bad to a point where I stopped eating for two weeks at a time, like I lost 25 pounds. I was rough. You know, and I was lost, so I, was, I started looking for anything to find a purpose, guidance, a happiness, something to give me a reason to keep going. And, you know, fast forward a couple months, and I'm on a FaceTime call with Dallas Thompson, and he tells, I told him how I was feeling, and I told him I was considering the faith, and he told me I should go talk to Dave Hind. And I didn't really know Dave. I talked to him, like, once or twice at, like, a Super Bowl party, and we talked about Tesla a lot because we're both stock guys. But other than that, I, I really didn't, I didn't know what this dude was about, or like, I didn't know anything about him, so I just decided, you know what, I'm going to do it. And so I went to his house at like 7 p.m., completely invited myself over. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> and, you know, luckily for me, they were sitting out on their, uh, by their pool, and I sat down with them, talked for about two hours, and I told them how I was feeling, and I just saw, like, again, I told them I was considering the faith, and their faces just lit up, and they got so emotional. It was amazing. And I felt so welcomed, and all my nerves went away. Eventually, Dave was like, you know, you should do the internship. You should do iPad. And I was like, uh, I don't know. That's a little bit out of my comfort zone. I'm not, I'm really not trying to do that. I'm, I don't even know what I believe right now. So I'm not going to do that. You know, like, <laughs> I'm not trying to do all that. Um, and, you know, eventually I got to the point. I was like, you know what? Like, what do you got to lose, man? Like, you're at rock bottom. Like, just try it. Just go for it. And, oh, my Lord, am I happy that I did it. It's opened my eyes and so much more. It's given me a path to follow my faith. We talked about so much. We talked about everything from our own personalities to relationships, vocation, how to treat people, how to live your life through God, and it's completely changed my life, and it's given me a community from which I can grow my faith immensely. We talked about the Enneagram test, and honestly, I was so confused when I got my results back because my results, I was in the 80th percentile for every single personality type except for one, and I was like, what in the world does this mean? So I go to Brad, and Brad's like, are you tired, dude? And I was like, yeah, I'm really tired, and he's like, did you get much sleep last night? Like, are you tired physically or are you tired, tired? I was like, I'm tired, tired. And he's like, do you feel like you have to do everything for everyone? I was like, yeah. And that came completely out of the blue. I was like, why are you grilling me right now? Like, why are you just on me? And <laughs> he told me, he's like, you don't have to do everything for everyone. And is it like at that moment, like I realized like that's what I was doing. I was chasing this affirmation from people. I tried to overload myself so people would see how busy I was so that that would give me purpose and affirmation that I hadn't gotten growing up. And so now, like, I'm at a point where, like, I can relax a little bit. I can take time, and I can take peace in God, and I can, I can still struggle with the idea of free time. Like, I'm always busy all the time, but 
I'm starting to enjoy life more. I'm starting to relax more, I'm starting to kick back. I've met Will Hall, who's here with me today, and that dude's completely changed my life. <laughs> um, and there was some other times at the internship, at the time we got into a circle with all the guys and we were just asked by Justin to be vulnerable with each other. And I had never, you know, he asked us to ask for prayers if there was anything we needed. I'd never done that, but I didn't want to be the guy who was just like sitting there all awkward. So I just kind of opened up about what was going on in my life. And there was some people in my life who had passed away and it was the anniversary of those days. And I ended up just breaking down and crying in front of everybody. And if anybody in here knows me, I don't like to cry in front of people. And, you know, I was just crying, we were praying. And when we dissolved the circle and Luke came up to me and he was like, it's okay. Like he gave me a big old bear hug and he invited me out to dinner. And like at that moment, I realized I was like, this dude's genuine. Like I found a community here through all these people at the internship and I'd never felt that in my life. I've always felt like an outsider. And so thank you, Luke, for that. That was amazing. You've changed my life. Just coming up and giving me a hug. Like you don't know what that meant to me. <laughs> so we talked a lot about reading the word as well. And I was so intimidated because I like to think that I'm a pretty smart guy and to be in a room with people who know everything and I don't know anything is completely foreign. Like, sorry, you're shaking your head, but I thought y'all knew everything. <laughs> like y'all seem like genius, geniuses to me. So like that was so intimidating to me, but we got to a point where I was able to just realize that I don't need to know everything and we're all on the same path. We all struggle when it comes to reading the word and not everybody's gonna understand everything. And that was really hard for me to accept. But I eventually, like, I received this affirmation and the confidence that I needed. And now I can approach the word with confidence that it's okay. Like, I'm going to be okay regardless. God's with me. God's going to help me understand when I get there. So through all this stuff, I've had my lens completely opened. And my life, my lease on life has completely changed. Thanks to everybody. Thanks to Justin. Thanks to Brad. Thanks to Dave, Phil, everybody. Like, you guys have... <laughs> I don't want to get emotional, but uh, you guys have completely changed the way I look at the world through Jesus's eyes, and I can't thank you guys enough for everything that you've done for me. Thank you. That was awesome. Good job, man. Awesome stuff. Appreciate the realness and vulnerability. Good job, Grace, too. All right. At this time... I'm going to invite all the interns to go ahead and come forward and just kind of make a line up here. Oops. And the band can go ahead and come up too. Sorry. Thank you, Nick. So all of these interns are either about to finish their, they're either going into their senior year of high school, maybe starting college for the first time, or, you know, going back for their junior year, senior year, whatever it might be. And so, you know, some of them are staying here, but some, a lot of them are moving away too. So we just want to take some time and just say a prayer for them as they kind of move on to the next phase in their life or whatever, you know, journey God has for them. So I'm going to have, um, I don't know where she's at, Kylie Newton. Oh, there she is. So Kylie's going to pray for us, and then we'll kind of close out with that. So, Hey, God, um, just... Thank you so, so much for today because some of us never thought we would be able to have an intern Sunday this summer, and so we're so grateful for that. Um, but even in this time and the uncertainty, you still provided an opportunity and opened a space for these young adults to find community and wrestle with their relationship with you. Thank you for the amazing interns that are standing here. 
They could have done anything else this summer, but instead they spent their time leaning into you and pursuing you. I pray that they remember this experience well and take it with them as they go back to school or to work or wherever they're going this fall. I pray that you challenge them and change their hearts as they continue to pursue you. Give them courage and make yourself known to them in the good and bad times that they might face. I pray that they wake up each day and choose you, but to not feel discouraged when it's hard because in this world it's so hard and we need you, God, for it. My hope is that they are people who make Jesus irresistible to others in their daily lives and that they can shine your light wherever they are. Give them strength and wisdom to do that and keep them close to you. Thank you again for an amazing summer and reveal.